So Lord, would you, would you speak to us this morning about that passage that we've just read, about who you are. Whether we're young, whether we're old, that we would get a glimpse into what heaven is like. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, if you're, if you're visiting us, us this morning and maybe you haven't been in church for a while, you've just heard one of the most wonderful chapters in the Bible ever. And you've also heard one of the most difficult to understand. So kind of like I'm a, I like a challenge, basically. So what we're going to try and do this morning is we're going to try and visualize what on earth that reading was, was all about. You see, we're looking as a church through the book of Revelation. It's the most difficult book to understand. And as we've been looking at it each week, we've been pulling back this curtain. Because Revelation is a bit like when you go to see a show or where you go to see a play and the curtain rises or the curtain is pulled back and that's what the book of Revelation is like. Each time the curtain is pulled back to reveal something more of Jesus. And the other thing about it is they use strange language and they use images and objects that we don't quite understand. And actually I've found that most of those objects and images and words and phrases are elsewhere in the Bible. We've just perhaps never read them. So this morning we're going to look at, if you like, this is a glimpse of what heaven is like. You may have all sorts of views what, what heaven might be like, but this is a glimpse this morning of what heaven is like. So we're going to open the curtain. And as we open the curtain this morning, what we're going to see is... John has this vision. He has this, hears this trumpet sound. And as he hears this trumpet sound, it's the voice of Jesus calling him to heaven. And he sees before him a throne. Everything that happens, that we're going to watch, that we're going to play out this morning, everything happens to do with a throne. The one seated on the throne. We're going to see what was going on around the throne. We're going to see what was coming from the throne. We're going to see what was in front of the throne. We're going to see what was on each side of the throne. And then we're going to see what all of those around the throne and on each side of the throne, what they were doing and what it all means. So the first question we ask is, well, who was on the throne? Really good question to ask, isn't it? Who is on the throne? Anyone got any ideas who might be on the throne? Jesus. Try again. God is on the throne. And did you notice, he didn't describe God as a human form at all, did he? He just said he was like the shining of like a, a radiance of a precious stone, like glittering. That's how he describes God because nobody has seen God. And then around the throne, he sees this rainbow that looked like an emerald. And the rainbow, of course, is the sign of God's mercy. It goes all the way back to the days of Noah, when God made a covenant with him. And then he sees 24 elders. Right, Sally, we need some helpers, don't we? So we need some people who are happy to be elders. You can be young, and you can be an elder, you can be old and be an elder, it doesn't matter, but we are going to put you round the throne. So who wants to be an elder? And if you want to be an elder, you've got to bring one of these with you. So come on, don't all rush at once. 
Come on. Come. And let's let's put you round the throne. There we go. Will you? Yeah, yeah. Who wants to go around the back of the throne? Come on. Keep going. Brilliant. And you need it. You need a cushion each. And what you also need, we read that these people they had crowns on their head. Who wants to wear a crown? Okay. So I would need you to sit down on your sit down on your seat. There we go. It's, if you like, it's like a mini throne. So sit down on it, and I'm going to give you a crown. And I'm going to give you a crown. And I'm going to give you a crown. There we go. Look at you. Wow. Who else? There you go. There's a crown. Oh, yeah. There's, there's your crown as well. And we have these, these 24 that's kind of like it's symbolic. It's a, it's a symbolic number. And they're all around the throne. And then what we notice is what's coming from the throne. Did anyone see this morning the lightning? Who saw the lightning this morning? Anyone see the thunder? Hear the thunder? It was as if God had it all planned for us today, wasn't it? And... He, he describes seeing lightning and thunder. And then we think, well, what does that mean? And of course, it was the sign of God's presence. It was the sign when he appeared to Moses. He spoke like his voice was like thunder and like lightning. And then he notices this polished pavement, kind of like a crystal sea. And he's looking at this thinking, what on earth does that mean? And it goes back to his temple. And so we've seen what's around the throne. And then we've seen what's coming from the throne. We've seen who's on the throne. We've seen what's in front of the throne. And the other thing he notices in front of the throne is seven burning torches. Now, have we still got the, the lighter? Or is it the back? It's at the back, is it? Well, we've got seven burning torches that we know refers to the Holy Spirit. And so it's the light of heaven. So we've got these around the throne. And then his gaze is caught to something else. Four living creatures. One like an ox. One like an eagle. One like... A human and one like a lion. Thank you. I know you did, but I just was it. Right, four creatures. Come on, who wants them? Come now. There we go. There's one. Who else wants one? If you stand on one side, who else wants one? There you go. Do you want one? Do you want Dad to do it? There we go, Dad. <laughs> Don't worry, Mum. You're not going to miss out either. There we go, thank you. Right, I need you to come out now. And you're going to just, Sadie, will you just move back a little bit? You see these four living creatures. And Beatrix, will you just move out a little bit? You're, you want to kind of come inside the 24 elders. And you see, you're thinking, why these images? Why the ox? Why the lion? Why the human? Why 
the eagle. And they all meant that for those first people who heard it, they were all the images that surrounded a god. And that's why they were chosen. And what he notices is, is he notices that these four living creatures, well, they're, they're not just silent, they're not just stood there. He notices that they're worshipping the one seated on the throne. And so they say some words, so I've got some words for you to say. Here we go. Here's the words, just the four of you. Here we go. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. Brilliant. But then he notices, he notices something else. He doesn't just notice the thunder. He doesn't just notice the lightning. He doesn't just notice the four living creatures worshipping the one on the throne. He also notices the 24 elders. And what they do is, I want you to take hold of your crown like this. So take your crown off your head. And literally, they kind of put them before the throne. So if we just put our crowns before the throne. And they join together with the four living creatures and the 24 elders and they say these words. Oh, worthy Lord, receive and honour and power for you created all things and by your will they were created and have their being. Wonderful. And so it's this majestic scene and sight. But as I, was, as I was looking at it this week, I had a question. You know, I can, I can see God, but my question was this. Where's Jesus? I mean, we're in heaven. Where's Jesus? And if you know anything of the story, you know the vision continues. And as the vision continues, what happens is this. is that a scroll appears. And this scroll has seven seals on it. And it's a really important scroll. Because what it reveals is it reveals God's end game plan. For how he will destroy evil once and for all and bring all of creation into the new heavens and the earth. And it becomes more and more popular as the vision goes on. But all the people around the throne and everyone else, they can't open the scroll. No one's worthy enough. Until we read that the Lion of Judah appears. But he doesn't appear as a lion. He appears as a lamb. It's a sign that Jesus appears as the one who was crucified. He's the only one who's worthy to open up the seven seals that happens. It's a beautiful image that in heaven, Jesus still bears the mark of his death when he defeated sin and death. And then what happens is this. Not just the 24 elders, not just the four living beings, not just them, but myriads of angels, and in fact all of heaven and earth, they then worship God. And they say 
these words. Now, I'm going to teach you these words because you need to read them as well. So why don't we, why don't we stand, basically? Come on. Let's stand. And we're going to say these words, right? You're going to repeat them after me. You are worthy. You are worthy. Our Lord and God. Lord and God. To receive glory and honour and praise. For you created all things and redeemed all things to the one seated on the throne and to the Lamb be blessing and honour forever and ever. Amen. Please do be seated. Thank you. If you want to just go back to your seats for a moment. Thank you. Thank you, for, thank you for helping me. It gives us a bit of an image. And as we, as we kind of go back to our seats and as we survey this scene, it makes me wonder, it's a truly breathtaking sight of all these people worshipping God and worshipping Jesus. And it makes me wonder... Have you ever been affected in that way in worshipping Jesus? It kind of takes your breath away. You see, worship is about repenting, isn't it? Because the word worship means surrender. They were bowing down, casting their crowns to the one seated on the throne and to the Lamb. It's about repenting. That's what worship means. It means coming to God and saying, I'm not worthy to get into this place of heaven. Only by you, Jesus, can I get in. It's about replacing. Because all of us worship something or someone. That's what the Bible tells us, and that's what people who study human behavior, we all have this urge to worship. And if you don't know what you worship, I just think and I just say, well, what do you think about when no one else has got your attention? Or with any spare money that you have, what do you spend it on? What do you spend your spare time doing? It tells you who we worship. And we either worship God or we put something else on the throne. And worship's about replacing those things in our lives that we call gods and worshipping God. And worship's finally about rejoicing. It's about rejoicing because these were having a, a great time. They were having a fun time. Because that's what God's like. And they were just worshipping and just enjoying him and loving him. So shall we pray together? So gracious God, help us in our worship to capture this vision of you in heaven. In Jesus' name. Amen.